Welcome to Espresso Shot. I'm Sarah. Uh, I am the director here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center. I have no idea how many years I've been in the industry at this point. I feel like they're all blurred together. Uh, just been doing this a while. That's about all about me. <laughs> and I'm TJ. Uh, I'm an event manager here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center. Um, I've been event managing for three and a half years. Don't know. Something bro. like that. Um, but have been in the event industry for a long time. Espresso Shot is a podcast about the staff, faculty, and students of the Bush School of Government and Public Service. The recordings take place in our studio here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center, the Allen Building, or the comfort of the guest's office. Each episode, we will inform you of the individual's unique qualities, contributions they bring to the college, their work and or experience throughout their time here. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Special Shots. Yay. Today, our special guest is Crystal Riles who is the Director of Community and Culture at the Bush School of Government and Public Service. She earned her BA in English from Texas A&M University, followed by her MS in Nonprofit Management from Our Lady of the Lake University. Crystal's current responsibilities span advising college, unit, and student leadership on all issues related to building and sustaining a collaborative learning community and inclusion work culture. Dr. Ashley always tells me to breathe. I saw that on your podcast. Pause and breathe. Her, you right? her, what's wrong with your face? Her portfolio includes support for international first-gen military veteran and historically marginalized student populations. Her umbrella also encompasses diversity, equity, and inclusion issues and solutions surrounding faculty, staff, and students. Crystal also brings dedication and experience to public service. Having served as a volunteer for Girl Scouts of Southwest Texas, Ronald McDonald House, Hands on Atlanta, Atlanta Community Food Bank, and Texas Association for College Admissions Counseling. She is currently pursuing her PhD in higher education administration with a research focus on sense of belonging, identity, African-American, Hispanic women, and the barriers they experience navigating higher education. Crystal aspires to join the uh, professoriate professoriate in her future <laughs> while continuing to climb the ladder of higher education administration welcome crystal yes, well, thank and you. thank you absolutely clearly i read it but i didn't read it all the way through that word gets everyone even students it's well usually i i google and have the little like <laughs> you know where it tells you how to pronounce it grace Says it for you grace yes. here awesome welcome thank you i'm happy to be here Okay, so as I was previously told, your position is brand new. Brand new. So what exactly is it? Yes. So as the Director of Community and Culture, my task is to support faculty, staff, and students to ensure that they know the resources that are available to them, but also that they know how to utilize them to be their best selves in the role that they're playing at the Bush School. Yes, I know. That's very widespread. <laughs> and that yeah. means something different to everyone. But I think that's the beauty of the work that I do because it gives me the opportunity to really get out and speak to the people within these populations to understand them not just as populations but individuals. And from that, know like, hey, what are we doing that's great that we should continue doing? What are we lacking? 
that needs to change here to make it a better environment for you. So it's exciting work for me. How did you get into that? Yeah. So I, within my background, I came from recruitment and admissions, but I really focused in tar- on targeted recruitment. So I started in our Houston office with Texas A&M recruiting, um, focusing my efforts to work with marginalized populations. So within that space, African-American and Hispanic students. Um, Starting with that work really gave me the chance to work with the students from these populations and understand the barriers that are existing for them that don't exist for other students. So why are these students being caught in this process? They're getting to step one, but not to the end of the funnel. Why? These students are equally qualifying um, to get into AM, but there's something that's happening. So really taking the time to research why that was happening with them. That's really where it all started for me. And so taking the time to kind of do research, learn more, talk to professionals that that was their focus in their field helped me to kind of craft those skills. Um, and then I moved to Atlanta as the first out-of-state recruiter for Texas A&M. So with that, that kind of broadened those opportunities for me because it's uncharted territory. I traveled all of the East Coast to kind of recruit students and expand our brand because we'd never done that before. And so with that, that really opened up my network to meet others that were doing the same type of work. Um, But in that role is when I really got involved with SACAC, which is the Southern Association for College Admissions Counseling. And a few colleagues that I'd worked with in the past in Texas had reached out and said, hey, you know, we've got some connections in SACAC. They're looking for someone to really focus on diversity work, um, development around inclusion, and we thought of you. <laughs> and so that gave me the opportunity to do more research, learn more to be able to turn around and train other people, new professionals coming into admissions to help them with these skills to be able to assist any student that's coming their way. So that's kind of where it all started. You seem to be like kicking open doors everywhere you go, huh? I try. Yeah. Because I think it doesn't always happen for everyone, so I'm very grateful for it. I found my passion early in my career. I never thought that I would work in higher education. That was not my initial plan. (laughs) I had all the plans of going into grant writing. That's where the English degree came from. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. People are like, what? Yes. I knew that, one, I could write really well. So it's like, okay, maximize all the talents that you have. But I knew that I wanted to help people. So I said, "How, how can I do that with my skills? And so my mother has a background in nonprofit. And so during the summer, I interned with their grant writer and I was like, okay, I think this is it. It gives me the feels. It feels right. Let's try it. But my first job right out of college was advising in a high school. And that was the aha moment of I'm exactly where I need to be doing what I'm doing because I'm helping people. That's what I wanted to do from the beginning. Um, But I'm helping them in a different way than I thought. And I think working in high schools, I acknowledge 
the different hats that you have to put on outside of just what your title says. <laughs> it was challenging, but I wouldn't have changed anything about that experience because it set the tone for my career and really made it clear for me of where I needed to be. So. I feel like there's a book in your future. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working I'm working right now through my PhD with my faculty advisor to hopefully get something published <laughs> by the end of the summer. So we'll see. <laughs> nice. I think it would be awesome. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, but I would have to do an audiobook and you gotcha. would have to also read it. Because yeah. I think it's like yeah. the different. It's a feel. Gotcha. It's a feel. I get that. I like it. I feel like she could still write it that way. If you read her emails, you can still feel the energy coming through her You've emails. You've only got to email her. <laughs> well, you met her in person first, I just get to so. read the CC. Yeah, because I was like, oh, who's this? <laughs> yeah. We can absolutely email each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Matt, who is this wonderful person with you with the gorgeous nails? <laughs> like, that was my first, like. like the right person with the nails? Matt's yes. probably like, what person? Before. There's a baby right here. <laughs> but her yes, favorite. that's basically what happened. <laughs> So you haven't worked here very long. Correct. I started, what, February 16th? <laughs> I was going to say, it's been a couple months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just hit the ground running. I did. I feel feel like the D and I mm-hmm. is like a hot button. Like people are very like, how is that? Having they to like have... navigate. Yeah, that's a great question. So it is an interesting time right now. That's the best way to put it um, around DEI work. I'll put that in air quotations just because at this point, I feel people are weaponizing those words mm-hmm. and taking away from the actual work that is being done and that needs to be done. So to me... My focus is not on those words. I'm focused on how are we helping people because that's the point of all of this mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it has its challenges um, because people have very firm feelings on either side of, of what professionals like myself are doing around DEI. Um, some people don't understand the importance behind it. So... It, it is a challenging time, but I feel supported in the work that I'm doing. I'm super grateful for the leadership that we have here at the Bush School because that kind of gives me that bit of encouragement, I think. Um, and it gives me solace to know that they support the work that I'm doing for the greater good of the Bush School. So, yeah. Do you find that in the college, since it is, I, this might be a wrong assessment, but it seems to be very politically driven. Obviously, all they're going into public service, a lot of that is government type jobs. Do you find that the climate when it comes to DEI within the college right now is very like vastly different from other places that you've been to? I wouldn't say that it is. I know the Bush School is unique given the programs mm-hmm. that are here and kind of the career paths that students are on or going into. But I take that as one step further as to why it's so important that we're focused on the work here because of what they're trying to do. Within all of these roles, thinking about public service, government, policy, you're going to meet all types of people and you have to be able to navigate those spaces eloquently and carefully um, because your job depends on it, essentially. And so I, I don't, 
I haven't seen anything at the Bush School in comparison to other places that I've been that is concerning in the sense of, man, we're really far off. No. If anything, in my assessment, I found that the Bush School is in a really good space because the majority of the population here understands why this work is important and they're ready to make movement forward. They're ready to put their feet in the ground and, and start working. So that's that's a positive for sure that I've seen at the Bush School. So no, I don't think anything stands out as, oh my goodness, it's it's tougher here because of the climate and what they're doing at the Bush School. Not at all. That's good. Yeah, I was just curious because it's, it's always has seemed over the last three or four years because the more I learn about the Bush School since we've started these espresso shots and everything like that and the more involvement we get in with go- yeah. what's going on, I find it interesting that it is so difficult for some considering the field they're going to go into. They are going to be dealing with a wide variety of people they're interacting with or whatever the case may be. And so I don't, I mean, not to say that I'm not closed minded on certain things. I think we all are to some degree, but I just, I don't know. I feel like what they're being taught, it would have been a much, you'd have more people with a more open mind about things. I don't know. I just always wondered because it is public service. Like Mm -hmm. people who are public servants, that's kind of, I would think one of the key characteristics. Sure. Nope. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. But I I get what you're saying with that. And one thing that I have to keep in perspective is students are students. Yeah. They're still learning. Yeah. So they don't know everything. They don't necessarily know how to navigate all of these different spaces and scenarios. So this is a great opportunity for us to train each other up, get that development we need to pass it on to our students, not just by speaking, but through our actions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to learn from these, what are they called? Teachers of practice? What are they? Practitioners? Yeah. Or that. (laughs) I, you you know. Nope. (laughs) Not going to say that word again. (laughs) Yeah. So what drew you to the Bush School? Was there something in particular? Did somebody reach out and they were like, hey, you need to come over here. So it was Matt, wasn't it? it was all they, they recruited you, know, you. I just met Matt through my interview process and he was amazing the entire time. Such a joy, everyone. Um, so I had some connections with the Bush School via students that had been in programs here, graduate students. And so I heard a lot of, you know, I really like the Bush School. Like, it's just a solid place to be at. I feel like I have everything I need in my program to help me along. And they just had nothing but positive things to say. So that's really all I knew about the Bush School. And then kind of heard some buzz from a friend of, you know, I heard an opportunity, something you should look into, you know, (laughs) maybe it really melts with what you're wanting to focus on in school. So something, something to consider. So I said, you know, I'm never going to shut down opportunities. So I kind of looked into it and said, wow, okay, this aligns with a lot of things that not only are they important, but I genuinely care about them. And it it really brings my school, my work together potentially. So I said, well, all I can do is try. If it works yeah. out, great. If not, it wasn't meant for me. That means something else is in my path. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, the worst they can tell you is no. Exactly. And to me, I take that as that's a no for right this moment. We'll circle back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We're going to put a pin in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
So hey, how do you get – how do you stay? Is it just something that you were born with, just, like, so positive? So, no, it wasn't something <laughs> I was born with. I don't even know what classes you took for this because I feel like I need them in my life. So many people have said that to me. And I'm like, what is She that? meditates daily. Essential oils. I, I do use essential oils. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I have a diffuser in my office. But I think – the state that I'm in now with my positivity and just how I carry myself day to day. It took a while for me to get here, but I think it came from acknowledging there are so many hard things that happen in this world and in every individual's lives that we know nothing about. Mm -hmm. Life is so much easier to navigate as a whole when you are positive and you keep the good things in life at the forefront of your mind. We're not all promised tomorrow. So I take it as, okay, I have another day here. How can I impact people in a positive way? If I can help one person. Sounds exhausting. Check those. Right? Because I'm sitting here in my mind. I'm going like, how the hell do I apply this to my children? Like, how do I start 730 in the morning mm-hmm. out the door on time as a positive thing when I can't get them out the door? <laughs> All and I'm sitting here saying is you drive the speed limit, don't you? <laughs> she does not. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to think of it as. And She's the one that's in her own world singing and you like drive by and like, what does she have in her coffee? <laughs> I am. I do sing in the car. I'm guilty. I love it. But we all sing in the car. We all sing in the car. I tell people getting to this space. You can't stress about trying to make these changes. It just has to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think waking up on a daily with that intention, that's the first step of it. I'm going to have a good day. That's it. It's as easy as that. I'm going to make this the best day I can. And not getting hung up on hiccups and things like that because they happen Every single day. And if I... Why are you side-eyeing me? I need to send Cameron and help me. Cameron needs to spend like a summer with you. I need you to instill these things in him. And like you said, do an audio class. I need you to instill these things in my child. It takes time. It takes time. That's what she should do. Now Snoop Dogg got a card. Huh? The the affirmation song I keep trying to get you to listen to. Yeah. The new Snoop Dogg affirmations. He's got his cartoon. He got his cartoon. I will say, for a short time, I did... When I needed more reminders, I think, I did write on post-it notes and I stuck them on the mirror in my restroom. So first thing, when I was getting ready, I would see them. That's my reminder. But now I'm in that space that I don't need them in front of me, but... I love it. It's baby steps to get there. We need more happy people. I'm trying. I'm not. Things like earlier today, I'm <laughs> I gave like, up. That's why I was glad I left for lunch. Until I was like, like, okay, I'm going to regroup here and try Until again. I can start drinking again. I'm not going to be the happy person. Sometimes you need to hit the pause button, and that's okay. Being able to acknowledge that is great, because some people can't. They'd just rather sulk in it. So hitting yeah. the pause is a positive thing. I like it. I hit pause every time I drop off at the daycare. <laughs> then I unpause at 530. Okay, so you were talking about getting published. <laughs> So, so what is that? Yes. Is that like a thing you can talk about? I can, I can. Um, So this opportunity came about from my faculty advisor. Um, So because I am unique in my situation as a student, I haven't made a firm decision of, okay, I'm preparing once I complete my PhD to join the professoriate and just teach. That's what I want to focus on. Or I want to stay and climb the ladder within administration in higher ed. 
I don't feel that I would do myself justice to make a firm decision on either one of those because I have no idea what life will be like by the time I finish my program, what opportunities will be there in both areas. So I would never put myself in a position to where I feel like I only have one pigeonhole option. Yeah, that was the whole point of me earning my PhD. I knew as an African-American Hispanic woman working in higher education, I have to have those credentials to step into any space just to start off with. And so I said, now's the time. The question I, I kind of posed to myself um, considering it was, what's keeping me from starting? Nothing. So I said, well, here we are. It's time. Um, but with publishing, essentially, that is something that if you're looking to join the professoriate post-PhD program, you have to have so many. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. To have on your CV as a qualification of, okay. We know you've done the research. You know how to do that because there are expectations and it differs depending on what institution you're at, what your teaching load looks like in comparison to your research and your service. But ultimately, there's a percentage in all three everywhere you go. And so this was, okay. because I'm not going to pigeonhole myself into one path, that means I have to prepare for both. So the balance of, okay working, staying um, up to date with what's going on in my work, but also for school, doing research to get published, working through my dissertation, trying to present at conferences, things like that. And so my faculty advisor kind of approached me and said, hey, it's time. You're writing. You're where we're at. (laughs) I have an opportunity. You tell me yay or nay, and we'll go from there. And I said, Absolutely. What space am I to say no? (laughs) I can do it. (laughs) And so essentially the piece that we worked on collaboratively was me, my faculty advisor, his wife, and another PhD student. Um, The topic focuses around community college students and African-American students essentially being left out of history, kind of the history of community colleges, how they are established, and kind of the barriers we're still seeing for these students at this point. So, yeah, we all kind of took a piece of the article and wrote from there. Have you ever watched that that Netflix series, Last Chance You? No. It's so that's, that's why when you just said that, that it piques my, because I, we watched Last Chance You. It follows all these kids who were in college and they go to community college to play sports, but it follows mm-hmm. the athletic teams. Mm-hmm. And they started with football and then they did a season on basketball right before COVID hit. Ah. But they do. They talk about that. And there's actually student advisors that work with the athletes to talk about how difficult it is for some of the African-American students as opposed to the white white students and what it's like at the community as a whole, mm-hmm. the college as a whole. Well, see, I think that's why a great thing like Harris County is doing mm-hmm. and it offers free two-year college mm-hmm. to any student like that's going into community college. Yeah. And I'm like, why isn't that like that here? It's a great opportunity. It should be everywhere for like, those families who can't afford college or can't get yeah, financial yeah. advice or, you know, mm-hmm. assistance or athletic scholarships or athletic. I mean, take your nephew, for example. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. We were so excited for him. Mm-hmm. From two years to four, that's yeah. a lot. I mean, well, it was one year. A one, he was offered one a one-year year scholarship to mm-hmm. U of H, and he wasn't going to take it. And my sister mm-hmm. was like, no, you need to take it. This is like, mm-hmm. you've always wanted to go here. So he took it, and then they turned around and offered him a four-year scholarship. That's so amazing. we're like super proud of him, but yes. it was based on him being Hispanic. So, but gotcha. we're like, ah, four year scholarships, four year scholarship. Yeah. Exactly. Go him. Yeah. Like, 
Absolutely. And he made the grades to do it, so. That's good. Yeah. Good for Love him. It. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it yeah. should be, mm-hmm. it should be more mm-hmm. available to anyone who wants to continue their education, because, geez, I'm still paying my student loans. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I had to pay for my college, that's why I never finished. But my sister, she was like, gonna get her social worker PhD, do Your her Your sister also stuff knew what and... she wanted to do. Oh, no. Oh, Not no, no. No. She went, she did, like nursing for oh, like see, one semester she, was... she did okay. a prison yeah. guard for a little bit i changed like... my pathways a couple of times <laughs> i have to yeah it takes time because you have to put in perspective going to college 17 18 year olds mm-hmm. <laughs> 17 18 year olds you may not have a clear yeah. vision of None what of them do unless life looks like after this the only ones that i have seen that do even with our student employees mm-hmm. it's the parents what the parents want for them. And then they stay on this path that the parents want, which is fine. But yeah, I tell them all the time when we get our interns. I have no I still don't know what I want to do. And I'm forty years old. Like it's just <laughs> independently know, wealthy. I would like to be independently wealthy. I do not want to work. I would I like to not yeah. If I could I'm win the lottery, that's great. But mm-hmm. I haven't taken the first step to really play. So. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Working through that. I watched that movie about the lottery, it's pretty funny. I'll tell you about it later offline. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Tanner made me watch it of all people. That's my husband. He never tells me about movies. I'm the one that always tells him. So he found one that I'd never seen, and it was actually really good. The true story, based on a true story. Mm. I'll tell you about it later. Anyways, <laughs> um, what's your favorite part about your position? Ooh. Should be the first one not to say students. She's going to say people in general. <laughs> I can take my answer. She needs to educate the educators. <laughs> I think, just tell people you were wrong. I am right. I love, I, as you all can see, I love to chat. Yeah. <laughs> so having the opportunity to get, genuinely get to know people, I love that about my job because it's not it's not this surface level. Just how's your day? Great, awesome, and move along. No, I really do want to know how are things going in your day to day. If it's bad, I want to know why is it bad. Is there something that I can do to make it better? Do you realize she's staring right at me? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm, what am I supposed to tell her? How am I supposed to answer this? <laughs> but I love, I love that that is a major component of my job because yeah. it, it allows people to pause. We're mm-hmm. all so focused on moving. I got to do this. This is, it gives you that chance to just pause and be thoughtful about mm-hmm. what you're doing and what you're saying and make that connection with someone. So I love that. Mm-hmm. You made a great bartender. Yeah. <laughs> I bartended for just a little bit. You did. She's going to be I a higher ed good. admin and she's going to teach a class on the She side. might need a retirement plan. She could still <laughs> have her now. <laughs> still bartend. Yes. Great people watching. Yeah. That's why we like our job. We're see? behind the scenes people and watch. people watch. <laughs> people watch get texts. Did you see that out? <laughs> Those shoes are really cute. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Um, okay. So what direction do you hope to see the school go in, in the future? Ooh. I would like to see the Bush School. Well, and I feel like we're already moving towards that direction, but where everyone can say the Bush School is the most inclusive space that they've been in regardless of if they're a faculty member, staff, or a student, that they came to the Bush School and just 
felt that they belonged here. And it's real that everyone that they interact with is really there to help them through whatever it is they're doing. So, yeah. I think we've got a good start on that. Yeah. I don't know, with like the incorporation of poli sci, because I think that has like massively expanded the school over a very, very short You want to make a cameo? Period of time. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. mind at all. <laughs> um, over a very short period of time. Um, so I think that's... Mm-hmm. I think for them, I'm hoping that it, it's them being back. Even though I know mm-hmm. they it's, they were here, they left, they came back. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. But, but, same but for now us. they're like here. Yeah. yeah. But same for us. I mean, we're, start, we're part of the Bush School. Mm-hmm. but We're, we're hella inclusive. <laughs> well, we are, yes. But what I'm saying They'll is... They'll support us a lot in a different still, ways. There's um, still sometimes still that disconnect because yeah. we're not mm-hmm. in the building no. just proximity mm-hmm. but yeah i mean like it's taken i think really honestly for me i think it's taken until covid and we started espresso shots before i really started feeling like we were part of the college mm-hmm. just because we really didn't no one comes over here she always hides in her office it was me that i would go out and be like who are you who are you who are you <laughs> that's because you get lost and you have to get lost so and i have to talk to, to people go. yeah that's different <laughs> No. Hey, listen, I use these things to my advantage. I'll take I'll put the positive spin on it. Like use it. it to my advantage. Look, it's not that I don't I don't just hide in my office. I get out, but sometimes it's just we have so much going on over mm-hmm. here. Can't always just make a pit stop next door. And I don't have a cute little baby to tote around to get people. Well, attention. that is a recent development. <laughs> I've been also, here for almost five years. You are right? also pregnant. We didn't start making ventures over there until after COVID. Um maybe. Mm-hmm. I still talk to people here when they come over for events and stuff. Well, that's my cue. I'm going to start popping in. We tell everyone. We tell everyone. We have a nice conference room. If you want to bring your laptop and work in there. Yeah, we're pretty loud. We yell from office to office. We don't really use our phones. Keeps me on my tiptoes. Speaking of which, where is your office? Yes. So my office is in the Dean's suite. That's right. That's right. Yes. So I'm on the second floor. You in the? Are you near Dr. Ashley? I am. So there's like. A threshold that you step over to get back to his office. I am yeah, right he's next. Like back Vaughn. in the corner. <laughs> She's amazing. She is she amazing. Is. I've gone She's over there and talked to her a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Ashley told me at that director's meeting, he goes, we just finished watching the uh, Halloween episode. Yvonne loves it. She's addicted now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, when he dressed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, our only one and only live episode. Ugh, yeah, that was stressful. It was very stressful. Oh, no. never happen again. If I have anything to say no. about that. Well, we lived and learned. Cuss is way too much for that. <laughs> I was. Very stressful. Cuss way too much. <laughs> I did very good, though. You did. I had to really we watch it. We were sweating bullets. <laughs> yeah, we had to reel it in. That day. I really did. It's so bad. So bad sometimes. Is there anything that you would like to share for anyone considering the Bush School, whether it's faculty, staff, or students? Ooh, that is a good one. I left my favorite question off. I'm still going to ask it. (laughs) I would say for anyone considering the Bush School, faculty, staff, or students, I would say make your way over to the Bush School and come meet us. I think that is the surest way to see and feel what the Bush School is about. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Bush School route on the bus. 
It's actually titled Bust that. number five. Yep. Mm-hmm. Route five. Come yep. out. See us. We'd love to walk you around, talk through whatever it is you're interested in doing here and what our students, our faculty and staff are up to. And if that fits what you're looking for, awesome. If it doesn't, maybe we can point you in a different direction. But I think it's definitely worth coming to the Bush School just to experience it on your own. So I have a good feeling it's going to be a positive outcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. She being a, the new spokesperson. Well, I mean, <laughs> apparently she's great at recruiting. I so I mean, that's, all those recruiting events. That's you know, know, I learned a lot of skills as a recruiter. Things... Things that definitely have helped me along my journey, personally and professionally. Because, again, you're meeting all types of people that Mm -hmm. are in different phases. They're looking at different things. And some may have no idea. And they're just like, I'm just here. I don't know. And so I think that really honing in on my skills in recruitment has helped me tremendously in everything that I've done. Because it kind of brings you to the basics of, all right, I've got your attention right now. Give me a rundown. What are you interested in? What do you like? What do you thrive in? Okay, how can I connect that to an institution? What do we have to offer? What does that look like? And be able to go through that in about a minute and a half (laughs) before you move on to say, okay, someone else. I need to talk to someone else. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like speed dating. Yeah. It is. College fairs are exactly like that. <laughs> it's terrifying. We actually did host a recruitment. I don't remember who it was for. Maze. Maze, that's right. They did a like basically a speed um, recruitment fair. Mm-hmm. Students move from table to table after like a minute or two. It's quick, quick, quick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, one of our that's unique awesome. setups we don't do very often, but yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You can ask your question. Okay, so I always like to bother people mm-hmm. and ask them who their favorite is, the dean or Dr. Ashley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I get all the time. You can't ask that. I mean, I, I do. I like them equally. <laughs> say Dr. Ashley because he's retiring. They are both great <laughs> in their own unique ways. Dr. Ashley is hilarious. Yes, he is. It took a while for me to really get around him just because he's a busy man. I had a lot going on too starting. But once we were kind of engaged in conversation and things, Dr. Ashley, he's funny. Yeah. He's got a lot of great stories. But in chatting with him, we have been crossing paths for years because he, you know, was over admissions for some time. And funny story, two of the first recruiters that he managed, I work with them recently on a conference that I served on conference planning committee. They were managing our raffle. And so a couple weeks ago, we had our conference. So we were in the middle of everything and took a break to go look at raffle items and things like that. And they said, Crystal, your new job, tell us about it. You know? And so I started talking about it and they were like, wait, you're at the Bush school now. (laughs) And I said, yes. Do you know somebody over there? They were like, do you know Dr. Ashley? (laughs) And I said, I do. He's great. They said, he was our boss. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell him we said hello? (laughs) So they were so I can't imagine if we worked over there getting anything done. No. <laughs> Ever. No. It happens Yvonne sometimes. would hate us. No, she loves Mary loves us. us. I think Yvonne would love us too. We have our times to just like decompress and chit chat. Then you're like, all right, back to it. 
Good work, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So we do the chat shit, and then it's like, oh, we need to go get coffee, or we need to go that. get lunch, you know? Yeah, and then what? Well, let's, like, check a couple of emails, and then, like, oh, look. Oh, look, somebody's coming over. Like, let's talk to them. <laughs> Sometimes you have to give yourself a little bit of grace with your days. That's fair. It was like every day. Yeah. A lot of grace. That's why we yell across the offices. Yeah, because if we get up and go and physically into somebody, we're there. We're done. I get it. <laughs> no, I can understand that. Corey and I, we started on the same day, so we have gotten very close with each other. Where's her office at? She's right down the hall. Okay. So Dr. Escobar Lemon is right in between our okay. offices. Yes. Um, and so I know I said, are we bothering you by any means? <laughs> but Corey and I started on the same day, and so I think that really solidified, mm-hmm. like, okay, you're my person. I'm your person. We're here together because we started at the same time, so we probably have the same questions. <laughs> it's worked out great thus far. <laughs> but but yes, definitely understand. And she's like, are we are we the ones making the noise in the office? I said, maybe a little bit. But nobody has complained yet. We all so are in the back, okay. away from yeah. where the visitors come in at. Yeah. And Joe's on one quarter, so he, he would be the one that would complain. He came down. And he complained because he didn't hear anything. He said, that concerns me. What are y'all doing? I said, what do you mean? He said, no, don't you try to get over on me with that smile on your face. What are y'all talking about in here? What's going on? I said, we're working? Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I don't hear y'all is when I get yeah. concerned. It's like the kids. The kids, when they're, it gets quiet, yeah. you better get worried. You gotta check. Well, he can't hear anything because his door's closed. Oh. I was like, you didn't even turn his hearing aid up? No. <laughs> he can't hear anything because he closes his door. He's great. Yeah, I don't blame him, though. He's the first one, right, when you walk in. He's gotta listen to a lot of visitors when you're trying to focus on numbers. Yeah, and if there's not a student at the desk. Yeah. And who's gonna get the who's gonna get the question? Sure. First person with the door open. Well, according to Dr. Ashley, he's the one that answers the phones. He's sometimes, sometimes he sits up there. I know I saw him once and I was like, What did you do? Answering phones. <laughs> okay. That is your business. Two <laughs> percent other duties. Right? You have fun. <laughs> Unassigned volunteered. Yes. <laughs> he enjoyed it. I love it. Well, I'm so happy that you're a part of the Bush School family yes. now. Me too. Thank you. I'm enjoying it here. I love it. Yeah. See, when everything starts to get settled and slowed down, Ooh. then we'll all have to go get coffee. Ooh, yes. If you drink coffee or tea. I do. Both. Yeah. Depends on the day. Beer. Happy hour. Beer, whatever. That yeah, works too. Uh-uh. Yeah, <laughs> some people don't. Like, some people don't like this. That's, I do. Uh, I appreciate that. She was... She was mindful, but I do. Well, it doesn't have to be a drink that goes with it. That hour is just happy because you're not at work. Every hour is happy. For her. Even when you are at work. Maybe not for you. (laughs) For her, it seems to be. Okay. So, thank you so much. Yeah, sorry. Can we end this and then we can continue the conversation? But we need like an end point for Michael. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so glad to have... A happy, fresh perspective. Yes. I mean, there you. there are some. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of people. But we need people to, day. like, stir the pot. That's what we yes. need. We and, need the potsters. That's the good ones. I have to bring that. The appropriate potsters. I have to bring that balance of happiness, encouragement, but also, I'm going to call it like I see it. Yeah. Because that's a part of the growth here mm-hmm. for everybody. So, yeah, it may be tough for some people to acknowledge that, recognize it, but it's a part of how we... Yeah. Get to where we need to be. So, I'm and they're to gonna have here. to swallow the pill. Yeah, 
<laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you. Yes, yes thank you. this is great. Invite me back again. <laughs> you will. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us this week on Espresso Shot. Make sure to visit our website, apcc.tamu.edu, where you can subscribe to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an exciting show. While you're at it, if you enjoy the show, leave a review or comment, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Or if you're interested in being a guest, email us at apcc.tamu.edu. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.